What's up, everybody? It is uh, Monday morning, December 28th, and welcome to the Williams and Bloom Quarantine Podcast. Problem is, today there's no Brent Bloom. Uh, Bloom is doing some holiday stuff. He's completely on the run, and uh, we respect that here. You got to put family first this time of year, and, and always. Um, so we're going to bring Rob Gray in, the grizzled senior veteran writer at CycloneFanatic.com. He's going to join me here momentarily. I want to thank our sponsor, Mechdyne and the Mechdyne Corporation, for being the exclusive presenting sponsor here at the Cyclone Fanatic uh, Williams and Bloom podcast. And um, yeah, guys, this thing has grown so much since we started doing it in March. Our listenership is um, almost doubled. And uh, we appreciate that so much. And uh, we appreciate our sponsors, too. And Mechdyne Corporation got in with us here um, on the ground floor when we kind of had this idea. And um, now we're just treating it like a normal um, piece of content. And, and it's all due to the sponsorship. And uh, thank you to the Mechdyne Corporation. I always tell you guys, uh, they're great local Iowa company out of Marshalltown that has grown worldwide. A couple of Iowa State graduates who started this thing. And uh, go to MacDine.com and check out their careers page. There's also They're always uh, inv- reinventing themselves, doing cool stuff. And I'm actually going to meet with them about helping us with some of our uh, visual stuff that we've been doing. Uh, you see the uh, Cyclone Fanatic streams that we've been um, doing all season long. We've got a big one coming up on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. Uh, Fiesta Bowl preview show will be all across the Cyclone Fanatic social media platforms. Dan McCarney is going to join Bloom and me on Wednesday night. and Dan McCarney in the flesh. So that'll be awesome. Thanks to Mechdyne Corporation from one uh, really bright and innovative company to another on a much smaller scale. But I'd still like to get Jeff Wood and uh, Chris Clover, a couple friends of mine, um, together at some point just uh uh i love it i love getting smart people together and just bouncing things off of one another and jeff jeff has a company gravitate co-working that that i think is fantastic and i think that the best years are well in front of it with man like you you know and rob gray and i are going to talk a lot about this here uh coming up in the podcast just how much everything has changed in 2020 and i i think jeff's gravitate co-working business is due for a huge boost there's a lot of uh offices that have closed people are working from home but uh, not everybody can work from home you need you need certain things and gravitate co-working has everything there got printers they've got great internet they've got coffee they've even got beer uh, go to gravitatecoworking.com to see if that can help you, you know, going forward in 2021, uh, everything's safe there right now, but you can, you know, with the vaccines coming out, people are going to be out doing more. Check out Gravitate Coworking, a great uh, local company supporting us here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. All right, well, with that, let's let's bring him in. Uh, he's he's not Brent Bloom, but he he's much more worldly than Bloom. That's fair. That's fair. Worldly, uh, grizzled, uh, experienced, seasoned. Rob Gray joins us here on the uh, Williams and Bloom Sunday night, uh, actually Monday morning, Williams and Gray podcast. How are you, my friend? Yeah, it feels like, uh, I don't know, what, four or five years ago? Uh, four school. years ago. We, we, did, we did a lot of these back in the day. Yeah, and we, but we sure as hell didn't do them over Zoom. And we sure as hell didn't do them uh, in advance of a Fiesta Bowl either. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point. 
<laughs> it might have been uh, reflecting on a three and nine season or something like that. That's a really good point. Like, just so I've got a column coming out later today, and uh, I, this is kind of reflecting on 2020. But I also like I had this weird sense of, um, you know, the whole Iowa State football thing. In my opinion, now this ticks off a lot of the old timers and I, but I'm not, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I do think I'm being realistic. Like I, I consider like modern day Iowa state football starting with McCarney and, uh-huh. and mainly because that to me, that was when the administration like actually started to give them some resources. And it, it, I know they had good teams in the seventies. I'm not, but like modern day, like that you could draw a straight line from to now, like, is that to me, I think I can go as far back 98 Iowa in Kinnick stadium. But to me, it's that 2000 insight bowl is like when they had arrived mm-hmm. and that it's just kind of weird. Like that. I, I feel like this is the next step for Iowa state football playing in a new Year's six bowl like this. And you're going back to the same spot. Did you think about that? Yeah. I was thinking about that last night. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, you took that. I mean, what, first bowl win, 2000. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the first and, you know, only nine-win season. Um, he's so close to that this year. Different animal, of course. And we're yeah. not talking Big 12 North, Big 12 South. And, yes, it is definitely a next step. I mean, yeah, some of those are old Bruce teams – Really good football teams. Yeah, still not talked about. And now the national conversation was very different too. It was, uh, you know, I don't want to say college football wasn't an, an, a niche sport, but it was nothing like there's college football daily. There's a Fox show. There's an ESPN show. There's blah blah blah. Everything saturating sites uh, like the, ours in the internet. What's up? Sites like ours. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there was nothing. I mean, heck, there. I mean, there weren't sites or barely there were, I yeah. guess, uh, the geo cities all over the place. Um, and Netscape <laughs> old school, <laughs> man, those geo city sites were great. Doing some AOL uh, chats, you know, all that, all that good stuff. Yeah. The instant but, messenger. That was a big deal back when I was in like high school. <laughs> yeah. When you figured out how to get more than one person on it, man, it was yeah epic uh, achievement. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it totally is because again, and, 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 and it, and as infuriating as it can be to people, like some of the national hate, like uh, apparently it's uh, it's it's uh, Nicole Auerbach's uh, second profession to to bag on Iowa State and only <laughs> Iowa State when it comes to the college football playoff, and it literally only Iowa State. Yeah. You want to talk? About, I mean, look, all respect to their opponent, who's been here for a while. Oregon's been one of those programs that's yeah. in playoff station many years, but this season fairly unremarkable in a shortened season. I mean, some nice wins, but. Lost a cow and uh, well, they they shouldn't have even been in their championship game. They like backdoored into that because of Washington's deal. Exactly, and the only reason they're playing in a New Year's Six bowl is because Pac-12 gets the automatic berth to the Fiesta Bowl. But no, I mean, so 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 therefore, there's no reason to complain and grouse about the Ducks. <laughs> Coastal Carolina could have been. What about Liberty? You know, Liberty only lost once. Yeah. Free should be in there. He's a class act. Uh, <laughs> it's. It's just uh, uh, it's just funny, but as as some have said, 
Iowa State should revel in it. You know, you're oh, up yeah. to the point where people are complaining about you being in a big game over the group of five schools that had a great season or Indiana because they lost only to a playoff team. <laughs> yeah, they played what, seven games or whatever yeah, it was? So they didn't beat anybody with a remotely winning record. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's, it's apples and oranges, but uh, to see Iowa State as a villain, maybe it's because of the black uniforms. I don't know. Yeah, and they're uh, they're going to wear the blacks in the Fiesta Bowl too, right? I thought I saw that, yeah. But, and you remember that? Like, in, we were talking about when we used to do the pods together, um, We the uniform thing was always such a big deal. Yeah. I think I kind of – some people were mad about any type of changes. Like if they did a, uh, well, I'm trying to remember the first thing they did. I remember it. Cause did I was the Chrome helmet. No, uh, we, I wrote a story about it and it was like, Oh my God, Paul Rhodes is doing something. They did the, <laughs> they did a matte Cardinal helmet. That's and, right. It was Matt. It wasn't Chrome. Didn't they eventually do a Chrome one too? I think so. But they put out a prep. You think about like what they're doing now. Yeah. Like they'll just roll out like, entirely new uniforms that, yeah. that are all black without Cardinal and gold in it. And they'll just do it. We're back in the day. We would get a press release like, Hey, we're going to roll out this matte helmet against Texas. If you <laughs> look at the TV, really, if you strain your eyes a little bit, you can tell, Ooh, that's a new wrinkle. <laughs> I, I, I will say this kudos though, to go back to that game. Uh, I believe it was an Iowa game with the Jack Trice uniforms. Those, I know some people didn't like cool. the way those looked. I love the way those looked. And that was, I mean, in keeping with Rhodes, I mean, Rhodes, Rhodes respects this place. And we saw that in, 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 in his hearty congratulations to the Cyclones on the 8-1 and one regular season, the Big 12 over Twitter. And he helped build this. But, but we have a little bit of fun with the traditionalist. Oh, yeah. That, but how, totally how pissed is Paul watching the Big 12 championship game with the All Blacks? <laughs> He's in there shaking his head. Shaking his head. I, I, don't, I don't think I would have done that. <laughs> I love Paul. I, uh, we, it's great. Um, I always go back. I think I've told this story on here before, but there was a Big 12 media day where I was just, you know me. You know, I mean, we worked so closely together for so long. Yeah. I, I was just like losing my mind because like the, the program had gotten stale. And like, listen, I'm not a guy who thinks – well, actually, I, I, I'd change. I do believe this to an extent. Uh, before we started recording here, I was still in my pajamas. I was in sweatpants and a sweatshirt. Uh, but I knew I was going to do a podcast with you. And I, I said, okay, I'm going to go and put some jeans on and actually get ready for the day because I believe it enhances your performance. That's just, that's just how I um, believe. So I think that if guys are in uniforms that they like, like they will um, – I don't know if they'll win more games, but I think that they, they may have a little more pop. I, I don't know. I don't have any way to prove that. But my my whole deal was watching Iowa State back in the day is they didn't really have anything that gave them any sort of an edge on anything. It was, you know, geographic outlier, no tradition. Um, you know, they didn't really play. It's not – they're yeah, not like – they're not like a Paul uh, Johnson option team at Georgia Tech. There's nothing that stands out. And that was where it was for me. I'm like, do something here. Like, let's just, yeah. you know. And I, I wrote that column um, in Dallas. And I, I told Paul what I was going to write. I said, Paul, I love you. But, the, like, 
and he and I had had conversations about this before and he, he would get very defensive about the Cardinal and gold and keeping the logo and all, all this stuff. And I, and I was like, Paul, I, I, I'm going to give you every opportunity here to get your, I, I want to tell your side of the story too. And, and damn it, he would not, the, the man was principled and would not budge. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a fair column and I put all of like my point and then his counterpoint. And it, it actually is one of my favorite columns I've ever written, but man, like just the difference in like how two men look at something. And, um, I, you know, I, I don't even say that Paul's wrong. Like I actually saw a lot of like national people like really criticize Iowa state for yeah. wearing the blacks yeah. in the big 12 yeah. championship. It's just fascinating to all these different ways in which things have changed. Well, what's funny is, I mean, we knew with coach Campbell, it was going to be different with as much as he started wearing black and he started getting his black <laughs> little uh, pullovers with the cyclone with the Cardinal and gold little logo, you know, there. Um, but why be a traditionalist when you're at Iowa state, to be honest, yeah. especially go back to those teams. That, and, and look, Paul did something that hadn't been done before in a sense too. I mean, Paul, without the success that Paul had drawing and his staff and, and his players, uh, fans, no that doubt, stadium, no doubt and building up revenue. And, and of course everything helped with the, the big, you know, it, 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 everything not exploding, and everything, you know, when it came to, you know, all the changes and shifts and conferences and all that. But the facilities, that's a huge attractor. I mean, that's something that, I mean, you, you've talked to Coach McCartney now, and I've, of course, talked to him many, many, many times. And the stories he tell about the going over the Forker building, and I know he did it with, with you and Bloom. And you're, I mean, they were so woefully underserved in terms of facilities. And he still was managed to recruit. To, to, you know, a lot of really good football players to Iowa State. Well, Coach Campbell could take that to the next level in part because the facilities are there and the fan base is there. Mm-hmm. But he also wanted to not follow the crowd. I mean, he, 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 he and if there's any way to attract new recruits, young people, you give them a fresh look. And a lot of people like to wear all blacks. You've seen it crop up in a number of programs. Yeah. Uh, and why not do it? The, the, the logo's there. The official colors are still there. Yeah. And still wear them. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's nothing but a win-win situation unless you're, I don't, I don't know, you just sit there and go, damn, it's not the colors, not the colors, not the colors. <laughs> so, you know, okay, what? we're stumbling upon another part of my column today and I, I this is great i'm i'm really enjoying this we need to get together more rob and, and do this more <laughs> often um but like it's my love hate relationship with college football so maybe you can help me walk help walk me through this cuz you've been around the game in this at this level longer than i have but like i think part of the reason i love college football is it's so dysfunctional like it's <laughs> It's it's ridiculous. Like you've got this entity which is college football, right? Which all of these universities and athletic departments profit off of, and it's their business. But none of them really work together. They're all like trying to step on each other's throats constantly, and it's really dirty. And we've got like senators and governors involved, and like you've got all these boosters, and we've got oil men, and we've got like it's just like it's so dysfunctional. Uh, which which I kind of love because it gives us stuff to talk about for 365 days. Um, yeah. But I 
but I also like hate it because I love the sport so much. And I like I, I there's nothing I hate in college football more than the old guys who run the Rose Bowl. <laughs> They're my least favorite entity in college because that that group has done more to harm my favorite sport than any group in the country just by how slow they are to adapt and like how all they give a damn about is their parade and their, you know, their halftime show and their tradition. And, but like it, it, it really is like hell. Like, so I'm like, why this year? Like to me, it doesn't make any sense, Rob, why we didn't do an 18 playoff this year when the PAC 12 and the big 10 came back, because we knew it was going to be impossible to really identify the four best teams college football playoffs going to miss out on like hundreds of millions of dollars this year. Why wouldn't they be like, Oh, well we should just add a couple more games and test this thing out and see if we like it. But the old guys in the sport, like refuse to let it grow and it just drives me crazy. But however, it's still giving us talking points for like the last 14 days to sit here and bitch over, which is kind of fun. That's true. What those folks do is they consider what they would consider that what you propose is, Hey, let's try this out as a Pandora's box. And once they've tried it out, they can't take it back. And for whatever reason, they don't want to expand. And I, I would argue that college football playoff is getting to the point where it, it it's drawing near as much ire, if not more as the BCS was. Yeah. And, <laughs> the and BCS man. It, and, and now it's become like women's college basketball too. You've got, you've got, you know, point. it's not always on anymore, but you've got a Baylor, you got your handful of teams that are always there. <clears throat> They're generally always going to beat in one way or another, whether it's on the field or, or uh, kind of in public perception in the national conversation and whatever committee people uh, value them as uh, everyone else is. So it, it, talk about how stale. I mean, What's the most interesting thing to me is that Alabama and Clemson have been able to ascend. I understand Alabama because there's a lot of tradition there, even though they had their ups and downs in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s. Uh, But Clemson, why not a Florida State? Why not a Florida? Why not a Miami? Why didn't they become one of those teams that stays up there? I mean, we could talk about Dabo, who I have a lot of problems with maybe as a person, but he certainly is, uh, has, uh, has done an incredible job with that program and building its brand yeah. and building the players. But I mean, how stale is that? You've got to expand to the point where it's always the same teams in the conversation. Yeah, oh, and then every now and then here's someone that could jump in. Oh, but they don't it, like TCU when they beat Iowa state 55 to three or whatever it was, they went down in the play in the, in the, in the standings. I yeah. mean, so it, it seems, it seems like kind of a bit of a rig game. It's becoming more uh, regionalized, too, which is not good for the sport. Like, if you're a college football fan who lives in Colorado, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, unless you're like a unless you're a guy like me, like I'm going to watch the playoff no matter who's in it, and I'm going to be locked in, and uh, I'll DVR it and I'll watch it. Like that's just how I am. But guys like me are few and far between. Like, there's just more casual fans of the sport than there are the diehards. And it's like if you're I mean, like, look at like USC, right? Like their their program is it's a little bit like Miami. It's notorious where it's, it's very highly supported when they're good, but when they're not, yeah. like you'll see the Coliseum a third full, yeah, in a yeah. Pac-12, and, and they'll be to fire the coach after one poor season, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, if so, if you're a USC fan, like the the Pac-12, I think's missed the playoff like four years in a row or something like that. Like, if you're a casual UFC fan, you got LeBron, 
you got Kawhi, you've got two NFL teams. Yeah. Why in the hell are you paying attention to the college football playoff? Yeah. Right? <laughs> like it's it's just not I don't know. Like we've we've got to keep evolving in some capacity, but you still don't want to lose the you know, the beautiful like chaos. Yeah. Yeah. That college it's, football it, presents. It's it's kind of a microcosm of things, you know. It, it's just there's this as you said, you know, there's these shadowy figures. There's these, you know, money men, you know, the late T Moon Pickens, you know, and all these, all these people kind of in the mix. And then you got, as you said, you've got politicians, I guess they're pretty shadowy too. Well, Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on you. Go ahead. But, and then you have this, I guess, veneration of this, of this system, right? It's like, Oh, this hallowed thing that we have. It's so pure. I mean, that's, you're right. There's so much drama in it because there's, you know, I, I don't want to say, you know, there there's shady aspects. Oh, there's, and yeah. there are really beautiful aspects and they all kind of try to mix. And you're right. It makes for a very interesting uh, and always um, uh, conversation peaking sort of uh, uh, situation. Yeah. And then like, I don't know, like when Campbell was getting tossed around with like the um, Texas job, for instance, and to to an extent, like Michigan, like I mean, I actually think that like the Texas job is is not that good of a job anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I definitely say that at Auburn. Like I, I think that the the Auburn job is one of the worst jobs in the country because you go there and like literally you're 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 being hired to beat Nick Saban in the greatest program per, potentially in the history of college football. Yeah, like the yeah. dynasty that he had. Like it's not. It's like um, do it consistently. It's impossible to do it consistently. It's a fool's errand. You know, it's like, yeah, you you might do it for a a season. You might do it again in three or four seasons, but they're going to steamroll you. And even some of those seasons, maybe they're only losses against you and you've lost two or three. You know what I mean? Which balances it out a little bit. There's no way to win in that scenario. And I completely agree about the Texas job. Texas was never as great a program as people think it was. No, Matt Brown made that program. Yes. I mean, they were, they had some great seasons, no doubt. Uh, But they were, they were never one of those teams like in the old days where you had several teams like this, the Nebraska's, the Michigan's, the Ohio States that were always there, always in double digit win territory prior to, you know, the, 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 the turn of the millennia, (laughs) you know, millennium. Yeah. Uh, they were they they were almost always pretty good, sometimes really good, sometimes average to a little bit below average. I mean, there's this mythology about Texas football, and I think it grows every year. I do and it too. Makes it harder, harder, and harder to win there, and because everyone buys the mythology instead of the reality. And the worst part about that is a job like for a coach. In addition to what you say, it's the politics involved. Sure. There's so many boosters and there's so many of these billionaires who yeah. are, they believe that they are the program and that they mm-hmm. could just write a check. And like it, it's a, uh, like the athletic director job at Texas is way more of a politics job than it is like what you, I mean, every AD is a political job to some capacity, but there, I mean, it, it's just, you're, you're constantly trying to keep all of these, the, these boosters happy. Uh, it was um, 
one of the um, Texas fan sites did a really great report. It was either Inside Texas or the Texas 247 site. And I apologize to whoever I'm get, getting this wrong, but they did that, that report on all of the um, Texas boosters who pulled millions of dollars from the program when the, you know, during the George Floyd um, time this summer after George Floyd was murdered and a bunch of the players didn't want the eyes of Texas to be played. Yeah. And um, like, think about that. Like if you're Tom Herman, like, what are you, what are you supposed to do, Rob? Like you, you have to stand with your players. If you don't, then you can be painted as a racist on the recruiting trail. Um, But if you, when you do, you have all of these super powerful, rich boosters now who want you fired. Like it's literally like the, it's it's a everybody likes to poke fun at Tom Herman, and I get it. The guy has done plenty to himself over the years to become a, a villain on the national stage, but I also have sympathy for him. I, I always think you need that type of a personality at Texas. So like when Campbell was getting tossed around there, I'm like, this is Campbell. Uh, Matt Campbell is bad with Iowa state booster. He hates that crap. Like <laughs> he doesn't do the golf thing. Like he doesn't Matt just, I mean, he'll show up when he has to, but he's all about the football. And like, I just don't think he would work there. I don't think he cares about anything except the football. Yeah. I mean, again, the Mount Union thing. He is most proud of Mount Union. He, I, 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 I'm, I'm sure of that. What he was a part of, what he helped continue to build. That's Division Three football. That's playing in front of, if it's a packed house, how many is it? Maybe ten thousand. I don't know. I don't know what they put in there. He's not about the hoopla. I mean. And we, we see that from every answer that he ever gives. We also see, as you say, how much he hates the PR aspect of it. Um, remember the Liberty Bowl? But then we've talked about this before where the guy has tried to do the whole thing about sauce on the barbecue or no, uh, just rub. And he's just like, excuse me. And then you could just see his. He was so annoyed at that his guy. His heart just got think a little bit and then, hey that's part of the whole deal so that i'm not trying to pick on that guy yeah but right, right, right. that guy that will just want to roll with that you'll just kind of do it sit there and you can see that he's kind of like he's sitting in like 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 when you were sitting in class once you didn't want to have to <laughs> answer a few questions from the teacher you know it's like yeah okay mm-hmm. uh, yeah oh, oh thanks for for those who didn't have heard that story we're at the second fiesta bowl press conference because liberty liberty bowl. oh yeah liberty, bowl. Re- liberty. Uh, Rhodes was the first and um, you know it was probably some local media guy from Memphis and he, the first question of the press conference basically the guy asked Campbell if he likes sauce on his ribs or if he likes them dry and yeah. and just Campbell just I, I mean if looks could kill because like, at that point, like that press conference, the one the day before the game is so stupid anyways. <laughs> because, I mean, we've been like previewing these games and like the, all, the stories have been told. Yeah. You know, it's time to shut the laptop and, you know, and go to the, Ellis. The stories have been place. written. Yeah. They've been recorded. Like it is nothing but a dog and pony show. Yeah. And then they let these like sponsor guys come in there and like, you're right. Like it's a great perspective on Campbell like he doesn't give a shit about anything other than football yeah and that's that's why I mean uh, the status uh, look 
he's got Iowa State in the national conversation. Nobody thought it possible. Why is it possible? Because he said nobody thought it was possible. He said, well, why not? He didn't say, well, guess that's the way it is. You know, and I think that's been the past. And I think you needed an outsider to make that determination. Yeah. That it's like, why in the world? That he brings up that laughing stock thing. You know, why in the world? Remember the, you know, there, it's a bit of lore, I guess, but how much he, he reportedly tore into that team when they put on a, just a terrible performance in Iowa City, uh, one of their first games, I believe. And, and mm-hmm. just was like, what type of, who are you? You know, and, and, and I, I think he wanted to change the identity of Iowa State and certainly done that. You know, it's gone from, yeah, you're still punching above your weight a little bit, but that's not the identity. The identity is you belong right there with everybody else. And, yes, you have to work a little bit harder than some of the teams or programs with more resources, but it's not David versus Goliath. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's totally you know, Goliath's slightly smaller younger brother against the true Goliath, and that's just such a sea change. I mean, I, I never thought it would happen. I also, I, that's so monumental, monumental monumental about it i think too that when you factor in like money iowa state pays well now considering where you live and cost of living and all that stuff um television is equal now it used to be where i mean hell even when i was going to college like the 2005 mccarney team that i thought was really good they that team that team's record wasn't as good as that team actually was um but that like there were three or four games that year we couldn't watch them. Yeah. You had to listen to them on the – like, so this is evened out now. Um, mm-hmm. And we're talking about, like, there are a lot of coaches who will look at, like, the – now, I'll be real. The overwhelming majority of college football coaches would rather have the Texas job than the Iowa State job. I'm not yeah, trying to make sure. an argument. But there are yeah. guys like Campbell who see that for what it is. And mm-hmm. – my my greater point is that the jobs uh, have really evened out. And you you talked about Dabo. Well, how how can Clemson do it? You had the right guy decide to stay there. He's had continuity. Yep. Brent Venables has stood beside him the entire way. Yep. They recruited mm-hmm. really well, and here they are. Um, where if you look in the SEC, it's like they fire everybody because they can't beat Saban. Look at the yep. uh, AFC East in in <laughs> the professional game. Like how many coaches have been fired just because they can't beat Belichick and Brady over the years. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the greatest coach quarterback combo in the history of, of football. Yeah. You know, like, and if you're firing your coach every three years, like you're not allowing anything to like to simmer there. And uh, um, I, I think that's how Dabo did it. I mean, if, if, if Jim yeah. Fisher stays at Florida state, are they Clemson? I don't know. Yeah, Maybe. I mean, it helped that they actually broke through and won. Yeah. If they were, always there like uh you know it's not a globetrotters watching generals but they're always in that game and then they always lose we're always in that final four and then they lose that's that's a different story but the fact that they could go there and always always compete and maybe win it all that was uh, a huge thing it's not like clemson had never done it before like back in the day i mean i did get a national title or two but to, to be on that level you're right. I think the continuity was necessary. And yet people do get fire happy. You know, it's like, yeah. Oh, didn't get it done in two or three years, but that's what happens at USC. That's what, I mean, that's what's going to happen again. As you said, the boosters are coming in there. They're like, Hey, it's not working. It's not working. It's not working. Well, you know what? It's kind of working. And if we stick with our guy for several years, maybe then that next step, you know, it, yeah. it, it, it's obvious, but people get impatient and, uh, 
And I guess that's their prerogative if they're if they're pulling the strings. That's but, a uh, that's a really good leeway into the Fiesta Bowl conversation I wanted to have. Before we do that, I want to thank our friends at Franklin Barbershop. You can go to franklinbarbershop.com. It's super easy to schedule your uh, appointment. You, you just click on what you want, uh, which member of the staff, or you can pick either one, date and time, boom, you book it. It goes straight to your phone calendar. You got it in there as a reminder. I went there uh, last week right before the holiday. I had to look fresh, even though I didn't go anywhere and really didn't do anything. You want to look good for the holiday season. Rob, we got to get you into Franklin Barbershop. They're big uh, Tom Jones fans there. Really? Yeah. They've got an entire, um, their bathroom is a shrine to Tom Jones. She's a lady. She's a lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Uh, 2701 Beaver Avenue, uh, Des Moines. Uh, Franklin Barbershop, great supporters of the Williams and Bloom Sunday Night Podcast. That's where Bloom and I both go to get uh, our haircut, beards trim, all that good stuff. I'm a Hogan guy. Uh, I like everybody there, but I, I Hogan's my guy. Uh, Bloom kind of bounces around the chairs. Uh, good for him. He supports them all. Yeah. Um. Real quick before we get into the Fiesta Bowl thing, my wife brought this up over the weekend. The um, the second Liberty Bowl trip, the Airbnb we stayed in. <laughs> the razor wire around the fence and they had, <laughs> outside. Yeah. I'm going to get out and open that little gate. <laughs> and then you, so we... I wanted to take, I wanted me and Rob and Jared all to be able to go and cover the game. And it was way more affordable. If any of you listening have gone to Memphis, like it's very expensive because there's limited hotels downtown and it's, it's incredibly expensive. I mean, you're talking like $300 a room. And so I got us this Airbnb um, somewhere in Memphis and um, we, we rolled up to it. You know, it's dark out. We roll up and Rob's not kidding. There's just razor wire everywhere. And you, you know, you walk in the front, like you walk in the door and you have to walk up this like super long staircase. And it's very intimidating, very intimidating. <laughs> and it, it was not the night. We had fun though. Like it was great. Like there was like a Christmas tree, the lady there who owned it, like had wine for us. I thought the lady was really gracious that they yeah. hosted us and eccentric which was kind of fun too. It was great. Uh, the whole deal with you got to lock the door this way or, or it doesn't work. Or then you, then you hit this thing on the, I mean, it was just like this oh, elaborate, yeah. elaborate yet ramshackle setup that was kind of, kind of like college football. That was my favorite bowl game that I've covered. I think all of us in that house together, that was so much, I had so much fun. We, Remember I had food poisoning, so I couldn't oh, come out. Uh, yeah. To the thing at uh, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry the King Waller's uh, place, yeah. That was the biggest letdown of the week was Rob got food poisoning and he couldn't come to Lawler's party. But, you know. Fortunately, fortunately, I was able to feel good for the game. Cold day, though, but what a that was that was another step, man. Remember yeah. we get the news, Kamari Cotton Moya can't play because of undisclosed reasons. Boy, that's a blast from the past. Yeah, I had totally forgotten about that. And he was important to, to, to how the program had, had developed uh, and just became play. All right, let's do it. And you beat Memphis on their home field. You know, it's all blue on one side, a massive amount of Cyclone fans on the side of the press box, I remember. And you managed to yeah. beat that team, which I think was ranked, what, the number two ranked offense at the time in, in, in FBS and, and what, a top 20 team? 
They were really good. That that Memphis team was Anthony loaded. Miller. Yeah, they and then uh, you know Mike Norvell, coach who's yeah. now at Florida State. I people laugh at me when I say this, but I I think you can back me on this because you were there. I don't know other than like Kansas Iowa State at the Big Twelve tournament. Those atmospheres are insane. Yep. For like a neutral field game that I've covered in my <laughs> career, I don't think I've covered a cooler atmosphere than that Liberty Bowl with Iowa State on one side and Memphis. It was their home stadium for crying out loud. Yeah. Yeah. And you know how rambunctious Iowa State fans get. And it was a yeah. great game. Do you remember before the game, like how loud that place was? And they had that stupid like FedEx yeah. blimp that comes over the stadium. <laughs> we thought it was going to like crash. Yeah. I, I, I've had Iowa fans mock me for saying this on kicks and over the years, but it, I, again, I, I think unless you've been, unless you were there, just the half and half thing, it looked like the Red River shootout, except it was blue and yeah. cardinal. Yeah, and two teams that normally would never have anything to do with each other. You know, Iowa State and Memphis. No, I remember that. I'm glad you brought up that blimp thing. Because, yeah, you had everything. You had this these elements of, well, this is kind of second rate. But <laughs> that press box, this. man. That Liberty Bowl press box is the worst. <laughs> they tried hard, though, and they always had good barbecue. I'll give them that. Um, I, I prefer no sauce, by the way. I'm a no um, sauce but, guy. I'm a rub guy. Through and through. <laughs> um. But, yeah, it was an incredible atmosphere. Uh, and, I mean, you remember the background? You had that thing where, you know, Iowa State drained Memphis. I don't know I don't know if it's ignominious or something to be proud of, but drained Memphis and Bush Light. Um, and they had to bring in all the extra. Lawler was telling you, what in the world is it with this Bush Light <laughs> deal? Well, and then that – hands the, on enough of it. The drunk guy snuck into Lawler's basement and was trying on all of his robes. And I had to get him kicked out. <laughs> what a time. Well, and then um, do you remember we were, I, I don't know if we were like on our way to the press conference or what, but I, I get a text from Lawler's bar manager, who's the former ring valet for Ric Flair. <laughs> the ring manager, I think valet is technically for women. He's he's not a woman. Um, Randy, Randy was his name. And if you look him yeah. up, he's like a Memphis um, wrestling legend. Like the guy was like a ring manager for like Lawler, Ric Flair, handsome Harley race. Like it was crazy. And, and I, I sat down, it was like three nights before the game. And I sat down in Lawler's basement talking pro wrestling with this guy for like two hours. And Stansbury yeah. thought he abducted me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, no. So he texts me. He's like, yeah. Uh, I got like, uh, what did he say? He's like, I got 12 cases of Bush Light showing up today. That ought to be enough. And I was like, 12 cases? Like, shit, my family drinks that at Christmas. The hell is your problem? It's like, oh, man, that's going to be gone in a hurry. And then it becomes such a disaster that I have to start bartending, me and my wife, because, like, there's just no way for these people to get beer. And I, I, I just said, okay, they were trying to sell the beers for, like, three dollars and 50 cents or whatever they're trying to give cyclone and i was just like then you have to give everybody like change yeah and it was slowing down the process so i just was like okay five dollars a beer we're making it easy <laughs> give me a five dollar you know we're bebopping and scatting around there in the basement all right uh, enough of that 
which brings yeah. me to the Fiesta Bowl because here we are. Yep. You know what? One of my um, there's a lot of bad stats with Iowa State football over the years. You know what my least favorite one is mm-hmm. is the bowl record, four and eleven in bowl games. Yep. That, but but two and zero in Arizona. You're right. It makes me cringe though when I see the four and eleven bowl games. I know bowl games for what's they are glorified exhibitions. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's just what they are. But I also like, I'm a big hardware guy. Like, what can you, what do you have to um, show for it at the end of the day when a recruit comes to campus or whatever? And Iowa State doesn't have a lot of hardware, man. And like, this yep. is like, I, I think this is a really important game. You, you talked about Clemson and not only just getting there, but they started winning these type of games. I think. This is a big – Iowa State's favored in a New Year's Six game. Yeah. Step yeah, on their to, throat and, and take advantage of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't think uh, – certainly not in terms of number of games. I don't think in caliber of teams played, Oregon's been tested like the Cyclones have been. Um, I, a good offensive team, a little bit of controversy, a quarterback. I think they've got a – you know, Brock Purdy's old foil – in Tyler's shoe, uh, but they've got a good backup that played, I think, uh, a bit in, the, in their win over USC. So I, it's ripe for the taking to win a New Year's Six Bowl against a, you know, borderline blue blood in Oregon. And a lot of credit to them in building themselves up into that over the last 12, 15 years and all that. But it, Iowa State's the better football team. Vegas recognizes it. Uh, I think we'll see it in the eye test. Obviously, Jared's going to be on site there. We'll be following from afar, or at least I will be. Um, and yeah, you have to go and take it. It would be, I think it would be, frankly, I think it would be a step back if they don't go and win this football game. It would be a step backward. Yeah, because then, you know, you you, you lose two in a row to end the year, and you, you're kind of validating what the people have been, what the haters have been saying. Yep, yep. And yeah. I... I I don't know. I I am to be honest with you with the holiday and everything. I'm just kind of getting into like studying Oregon closely. Um, yeah. But I I think Iowa State should win this. Like I think they're the better team. I think that once you learn a little bit more about Oregon, this isn't like I now. I think that I think that Cristobal's got a good thing going here. Yes. yes. I wouldn't want to be in their division the next couple of years. Hmm. Yeah, they graduated a lot of seniors. And remember last year they finished up, what, ranked fifth in the country? Yeah, they won the Rose Bowl last year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was a really – I mean, you've had Justin Herbert there, you know, and you've got – I mean – Who might be the rookie of the year in the NFL? Probably, yeah, although I I would – it should be Justin – I would say it should be be. Justin Jefferson, but it can't. But it it can't be. Herbert's got to get it. Yeah. Well, we should have a Vikings podcast. Yeah, we're 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 some Cody Road. What's that? I said we're biased. Yes, we are. We are. But I mean, you look. This you, the defense is not great. The Oregon defense is not great. You ought to be able to take advantage of that. Have, get a little bit creative. You look. They're good coaches. So they'll be well prepared. Um, but you know, their their best win is against obviously USC, and it, it could be argued it was a little bit fluky. Um, but I mean, to lose to Cal, the loss to Oregon State is a real head scratcher. I know the Beavers are every now and then, you know, they're 
okay. But, you know, three-point win against UCLA, I mean, I, 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 it's underwhelming because they're young. You're absolutely right. You, you look next year, the year after, they're going to be right back where they usually are. So that's why you have to take advantage of a situation like this. When you face, again, a borderline blue blood that might be in a little bit of a down phase, you've got to take advantage of that because it enhances your brand, and you do what you're supposed to do. And you get that hardware, of which Iowa State, despite this incredible, remarkable season, has none because obviously there's no trophy for winning the regular season title in the Big 12. Um, we will. Um, we have a lot more coming up this week here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Um, I'm looking forward to Wednesday night uh, where Bloom and I are going to host our uh, streaming preview show for the Fiesta Bowl. Um, Rob, your old friend, Dan McCarney, is going to join us. Outstanding. Yeah. The key is getting Coach Mack to under, to, to be able to use this, the software. Okay. But he's confirmed me that Margie's going to help him. Oh, it's, yeah, they're set. <laughs> we're they're good. So we're good. But, yeah, 8 o'clock, <laughs> that'll be on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Cyclone Fanatics front page. Uh, we'll be streaming live everywhere. And then um, – we're going to have a couple of special edition bowl preview podcasts. Stansbury's going to talk to one of his Oregon contacts. He's got a media guy over there that he's going to talk to. And we'll figure out. I'll, I'll get some former players or something that's still early in the week. We're still planning that stuff. And then Saturday, we're going to do something new. Um, been wanting to do this all year. Game times have not helped. Uh, mm-hmm. We've had a lot of the big games for Iowa State where 11 o'clock kicks and like – yeah. We are going to do – so at halftime of the basketball game, I'm going to come on the stream. Uh, Meyer and Blythe are going to join me at some point. Rob, you're welcome to join us as well. I was going to let you know. Okay. And we're basically going to watch the second half of the basketball game and just talk some football uh, huh. leading up. And we're all going to have a sip, a sip or two of Cody Rose. <laughs> nice. I've, I've got a bottle for you, by the way, of the Cyclone Fanatic barrel pick. It's oh, fantastic. I was up. I was hoping it would be the barrel pick. Yeah, yes. no, I got I got you one. So we just got to get together. At some Let's point. meet up. Let's yeah. meet up. Uh, but this has been a lot of fun. It's been good to go go down memory lane with you. And, you know, I appreciate your friendship so much. And uh, it's, it, it has been fun to see when we first started this thing together, just where everything has gone and how it's evolved and, and all that good stuff. Well, I appreciate you, uh, as you well uh, as you well know, my friend. And uh, did you read this? You know, we put together these little comments about you. Uh, I, I did. I appreciated it. It made me tear up. I, I that was maybe the I, my favorite gift I've ever received. I, I figured that everyone would have a nice range of responses, so I tried to uh, be a little bit uh, lighthearted. You told me well. you thought I was a prude. Uh, no, a rube. Uh, a rube. <laughs> Yeah. Same difference. <laughs> yeah, it's a, exactly. Not really. <laughs> but also, you know, you're giving you know, character. We're not going to look this. They don't need the love fest here on here. But I mean, nothing is more admirable about you than your giving nature and what you've done to, to help others. Thank you. Via this platform. And that's uh, that's a special quality to have. I appreciate that, my friend. Well, um, cheers to many more. Maybe next year we'll be uh, covering a college football playoff game. Yeah, why not? I and why I'm not? always down to go back to Memphis. Sure. I, I, Although you know what would be great? 
I mean, since it's a top Big 12 bowl anyway, back to the Alamo Bowl. Great game. Great time. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Man, we I mean, that one uh, corner dive bar that we love in San Antonio, we've spent many a time. I think that that's how I, I uh, recruited you to come join Cyclone Fanatic was at that bar. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, it might have been. I wonder if that's the bar where I bought uh, – but Heinz, like 12 shots when they were down there for basketball. Christ. Oh, I'm sorry. Three, three shots. <laughs> All right. Um, Bloom will be back next week. God willing. Um, that, that sounded bad. Like, and out, and I'll be out. Back to the <laughs> no, that sounded bad. I didn't mean, I meant like, you know, he'll get back safely. Yes, exactly. All that stuff. Um, and we'll, uh, but what, Rob, we'll, we'll do this again. All right, bud. That sounds, yep, sounds great. This was fun. Uh, he's Rob Gray. Thanks for filling in for Bloom this week. Bloom is doing uh, holiday stuff before he takes off for Phoenix here later in the week. Thanks for listening, everybody.